Everybody's a Somebody, a podcast where we listen to the stories of others. My name's Joy, and I'm joined here by Cassandra. How's it going, Cassandra? I'm doing good. Yeah, doing great. Uh, Cassandra brought a story to tell us today. Before we get to that, do you want to tell us uh, where you're from, what you do? Yeah, I am from Northwest Indiana. Um, I live in a town called Valparaiso, and I work in the environmental field. Right now, I work in digital campaigns for the National Wildlife Federation. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool job. And um, I also have a side hustle. Um, (laughs) I have a botanical and kind of just like plant-based, plant-inspired home goods company as well. That's really, that's really, really cool. Uh, What, what is like a daily like what's a a day in the life of your job like yeah um well i just started it in october so it's fair to say that um it's very fast paced so far um i would say generally one of the big things i'm doing right now is managing the blog so i'll see if uh there's any blogs coming in i'll edit them um usually post on some social and work with some different program teams um, to kind of communicate the work that they're doing that's really cool um, out to the public and our supporters through digital media and all its forms. That's really, really cool. Um, what what got you into doing that? Yeah, I think um, some of my, my degrees in environmental policy and I had worked in conservation and done some internships and environmental education and field work and some even like environmental regulation and never really found where I fit within that. I think I really appreciate the relationship between people and nature and the social aspect of conservation and how we interact with our planet. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of came about this in a roundabout way. I started working in higher ed and learned some communications and digital media through that and kind of um, took that and did a more communications based job after that, that led me to decide I really wanted to do this do like that can't that whole communication side um, full-time with still that and I found this as a really good way to explore that and explore that creativity while still being connected to kind of the reason I care about um, conservation in the first place so it's it's a really roundabout way of um, getting there but I think within any type of movement and especially um the environmental movement there's a space for everyone yeah yeah definitely i mean that's i mean it sounds like a really really fun job yeah sounds, it is uh, very fun yeah it sounds like it's really really fun to be able to get out there and do something very important like taking care of the planet <laughs> <laughs> that's something that i wish um i could have gone into because that's something that i'm pretty passionate about uh climate change is real and we should take it very seriously and we should treat uh nature with the respect it deserves 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely that balance of individual and collective action too, right? You know? Yeah. Even though yeah. that's not your professional job, you could, there are still plenty of things you can do. Yeah, that's, that is that is the important thing of understanding that just because you're one person doesn't mean you can't make a difference. And if you get get everyone around you to start doing um, doing things that are that are planet conscientious, conscientious, uh, you can, you can really start to make a bigger and bigger difference with every one person you, you switch to the, to the side of loving the planet. But um, back to your, your side hustle. uh, How how is that going? (laughs) It's going really well. I mean, I just started it officially in July. It was kind of um, something I was working on since april but um now that it's out there and i it's just really exciting to be able to do whatever i want with that right and Mm -hmm. also have the flexibility to change based on what people are telling me and all of that and i think um that creativity is something that has really been um, a place of solace for me during this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm sure it is a little bit of a uh, stress reliever to be able to have something that is yours. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great, and I can't recommend to anybody out there listening enough. We'll get to like your website and um, where to buy it and all that later on. But it's it is really. It smells amazing. The the sprays <laughs> that we have, um, it's I I I love personally. I love a good floral uh, smell. That's my big thing. But um, on top of which, even if you are not a floral person, uh, dogs love it. My dog absolutely goes crazy whenever we spray it. Every time, yeah, he, just, yeah, he freaks out and he rolls around and wherever it is, he just he goes nuts for it. Yeah, it's so funny um, because I feel like when I hear good feedback from men, it's um, it, it's just something that's so gendered that doesn't have to be right. You, right. you don't have to be um, feminine to enjoy floral scents, and it's just yeah, of, of course <laughs> not. It's, it smells so, like it's that's such a wild thing to. I mean, it is the way the world is now. That's kind of how everybody assumes it to be, but it's ridiculous. It's I love smelling like flowers. It's an amazing smell. As long as you smell good, what's it really matter? What's it smell like? Yeah, exactly. And also, there's nothing gendered about liking the way your place smells, you know? No, of course not. Yeah, no, it's whenever I walk into a place like that, why wouldn't you want your your house to smell like a fresh garden? Like, why Exa- would you not want that? Exactly. That's wild. It's the wild thing to think about. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, like I said, we'll get to what where to buy all that stuff later on. But until then, do you have a, a story you want to tell everybody? Yeah. So I think when I think of like my story and a defining story or anything like that, I mm-hmm. think of more of a collection of stories in the way I live my life and the yeah. way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think um, I really value and thrive on um breaking status quo when I can and doing things the way I want to do them um, regardless of maybe what way um, society expects me to behave and I think a good example of that is this this past summer 
Um, I did a short trip, a little um, road trip kind of thing in the north woods of Michigan and Wisconsin. And I usually like to go on a week away in nature, try and get at least a new national park off my list every summer. Um, But this summer, I think, was a little bit different in that way because I was met with, even though it was um, COVID and a lot of, you know, distancing and practicing safety, there was a lot of people who had something to say (laughs) um and i it could be like the part of the country or what um you know this was also height of election season and all of that so i think the cultural climate um was interesting but i got a few um comments from you know airbnb hosts and things like that about how odd it is for a young woman to be traveling alone in this kind of outdoorsy trip that i was doing and even you know sometimes some of my friends you know i consider most of my friends are liberal feminists progressive um mm-hmm. And even some of that, you know, kind of stigma of what the expectation is comes out from them. So I'm getting ahead of myself. But (laughs) (laughs) the actual story, um, I went, drove up from Valpo to the first night I stayed at um, a little canvas kind of glamping tent Mm-hmm. in Apostle Islands National Lakeshore. Um, I got lost, no cell service, <laughs> didn't didn't plan, didn't think ahead enough to um, download the GPS layers or anything like that. Right. Um, and I ended up getting there really late. And it was really nice. It was a really nice space. I was so stressed out getting there because I was already very late and hit traffic and was going to get there um, really late at night and was worried that the hosts, uh, they let me know that they had to meet me because it was on a back road. And I was just so stressed about getting there on time and feeling Mm. bad for them. And then I get lost and then I get pulled over. um, And I should have asked the cop then for directions but um i think i was so freaked out about do i put my mask on when he pulls me over you know all of those kind of logistics yeah. yeah um but i got there and the um the man who met me got on his atv to like meet me and you have to hike back to the um tent from the main area which is also like a half mile from their house so it was really remote and even more isolated than any type of campground or anything like that and it was all of that kind of worry about being late and not knowing where I am and all of that really like left (laughs) once I got there and that perspective really I think is what why I do these things right to just kind Mm -hmm. of get to a place where you're not um in some of these kind of remote towns those kinds of time and all of that doesn't matter the same way I think of it and I think unplugging like that um 
at least once a year is something that is good for me. Yeah, I think it, it can be good for, for anybody to be able to just get out and not have to worry about anything for a little bit and just relax. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, on these, how many of these have you gone gone on real quick before we continue? Oh, um, I, the first time was December of 2017 and I went to Joshua Tree mm-hmm. and rented a camper van and then... This year before this, 2018, I went um, up to Picture Tracks in the UP. Um, mm-hmm. And then this, so this is my third then. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. yeah that's uh, that's very interesting to be able to go out there and uh, unplug and all that. And But I'll, I'll let you continue. Sorry to jump <laughs> in. No, you're fine. I think it's something that um, at this point I'm committed to continuing. But yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I after I was there, um, part of what I really like up there and what I really like about the Great Lakes in general is all of the really interesting um, flora. So up there, there is, um, since I was at these Apostle Islands, I wasn't able to actually go to the islands because they weren't running the ferry. But um, mm-hmm. I have this plant app. Um and it's called Seek. Um, and if you are looking for specific plants, you can go on there and you have a map um, and you can see where they are and kind of overlay them with the trail. So I was specifically looking for some types of wetland plants and carnivorous plants. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, up there, there's just a lot of um interesting and ecologically rare types of wetlands um that lead to really cool plants like orchids and the pitcher plant that i was really spending too much time trying to find (laughs) (laughs) but i i did stuff like that i um stayed there for a couple days And I think there's really something to be said for spending a whole day um, or a whole evening, at least, um, just taking care of the necessities. I always bring books and journals and journal prompts and all of these things to do. And all I end up doing is cooking and making a fire and cleaning up and going (laughs) to bed. Yeah. And... It's so refreshing to just not have to even be productive in that way. Right. Yeah. But after I left Apostle, I went to um, Porcupine Mountains in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And it was really gorgeous there. It was a rainy day and I didn't get to do all of the hiking I like I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. But that's one of the few places you can camp directly on lake superior and yeah on a clear night you can see the northern lights up there and it's really a spectacular place that is maybe overlooked just because it's under a state park state wilderness umbrella Um, i mean i'm guilty of it too you know only Mm -hmm. only admiring the national park sometimes but that was really a really cool place yeah the um the uh to go back to that to the pitcher plant you were talking about yeah. that, did you end up finding it 
No, no, I didn't find it. Um, on the I've seen it before um, here at the Indiana Dunes, uh-huh. but I I'm always interested in seeing it in like different places, different ecosystems. And it wasn't in bloom, but I thought maybe I could find the area and find just some different types. You know, right. they're kind of a signal of an ecosystem with just a lot of different kinds of plants. Um, but I did find the bog, which true bogs, <laughs> I'm going to nerd out, but true bogs are actually super hard to find. Um, and I found one and I get there and there's just like one little sign and it says, um, here's the plants and animals in the area. And then here's the prop property map that you can access and their other entrance is blocked off by it's all private property and there's a bunch of really obnoxious private land signs Mm -hmm. and the side that's a public access is um flooded so i didn't really get to explore (laughs) because (laughs) we don't like to make um natural space is accessible to all so i yeah i I mean good for you for uh for just saying all right and turn around but i would have hopped the fence and said forget it oh i'm gonna go look oh yeah i there was another access point um further down that i went towards but it was just um not worth it at that point yeah right yeah, that's that's a shame, but yeah, I would have. That's just me. I would have hopped it and <laughs> see what happens. What are the chances they're out there? Yeah, yeah. I'll be quick about it. But uh, that's really cool. Now I know you kind of mentioned the stigma of like going out and by, going by yourself and whatnot, but like I think it, one, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool that you go out there by yourself and you just experience everything and unplug and kind of detach from society for a minute. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, I think I could do it. I, th- I mean, on the social aspect, uh, I don't. I think I can uh, go several days without talking to people. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do it on the uh, uh, survival aspect of having to do all those <laughs> things of like starting your own fire and like cooking your food and, and and sleeping in a tent. I could probably. I've slept in a tent. I could sleep in a tent. Uh, I don't know if I could do the whole um, living not in a house thing. Um, yeah. You know, it's really funny because I think I exist somewhere in the middle. So mm-hmm. I, I, in many outdoor circles, I feel like an imposter and like they're mm-hmm. all super hardcore and super, yeah. there's just a very dominant toxic outdoor culture. Um, yeah. And I don't fit in with that, <laughs> but also <laughs> a lot of my... I, the you know the like to camp <laughs> and yeah. like to camp frequently and goes by yourself those kinds of i kind of fit in the middle there i think yeah but also when i'm usually if i'm in if it's the summertime and i'm at um a campground or a more busy campground this time i did more um i used a site that has these kinds of one off tents that are usually on a landowner's property just for um, kind of what I was looking for this time. Mm. But I used to get so self-conscious being around groups of men when I, because you can feel them when you're, they know that you're alone 
and they yeah. also are watching and like judging all of your skills. They're judging yeah. how quickly you make your fire, what you bring to eat, and all of that stuff. And I think even in outdoorsy circles on another side is like, I like to eat well when I'm camping and <laughs> I'm not here <laughs> for dehydrated foods. I w- yeah. That's part of why it takes me so long to... <laughs> set up and break down camp because I will bring up not not just like salt and pepper but the salt and pepper grinders so. uh, <laughs> no, see, I, I think I could do regular like I, I'll eat spaghettios straight out of a can oh no I could bring a whole backpack full of spaghettios and just eat straight cold spaghettios every day of the week, every night but that's just me <laughs> um yeah I know like not to be like the type of person is like, well, aren't you worried? Uh, but like, have you taken any like classes on like if something were to happen or like if you were to get hurt, have you done anything or like, do you worry about those things? Or are you just like, oh, we'll figure it out when we get there? Yeah, I think, um, well, when, so once I leave for, let's go back to the story and then I'll circle yeah, back to yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, because that, that's kind of, um, where I'm headed. So at okay, Apostle, yeah. I actually, I used this site called Glamping Hub and it was mm-hmm. where I found these places. Um, and on there, you know, the face of it is this woman and she owns a flower farm, you know, with my business, that's all, that's all aligned. I trust this woman. I'm like, I'm going to go to her property. I don't end up interacting with her at all. I end up interacting with her partner who um, is a straight white man of the 40 to 50 age (laughs) bracket, um, Mm -hmm. who is not generally my best friends. And I think um, I connected with him in a really good way. Um, We talked for a couple hours just on politics and life and all of that stuff um in the morning because he'd i mentioned that it was off off road off trail Mm -hmm. even you had to hike to get to this tent um but he would come over on the atv with like water or stuff like that that you'd need just in general from a stay and i was really lucky with that and i was also really pleasantly surprised at how well we got along um and i think after that i kind of had a a good taste in my mouth from this website which i hadn't used before but um then i did my one night camping at porcupine and then i was planning on driving back down to kind of a central point in wisconsin to that was near a state forest or a national forest and um spend a couple days there before coming all the way back down to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second kind of glamping space I stayed at looked so cute online. It was another canvas tent. It had an actual bed in there. It had a heater. Um, and it mentioned like there's a restaurant on site. And I thought, no big deal. The restaurants near me right now are like pretty safe, pretty tame. Um, I'm not too concerned. I didn't really consider um, so much what part of the country I was going to. Um, And I get there. I really tried this. I'm perpetually late, but I really (laughs) tried this time to get there before sunset so I could at least set up, get my stuff ready. Um, And I got there like right after sunset. And on the like um, accommodation directions that said just go in and go into the restaurant and check in. I put on mm-hmm. my mask 
go inside, it's like stepping into a different world. You you see a whole bar, like a U-shaped bar of people, um, crowded, no masks, looking at me, like, yeah. <laughs> like why are you wearing this thing? Yeah, like and you're the dumb one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like whatever, get through it. So you have to find Rob. So I'm like looking for Rob and the bartender is like, Rob's not here. Um, and I'm like, well, I'm staying at this cabin. And he's like, oh, you could just go in there. It's unlocked. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's my first red flag. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not my first red flag, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a, kind of a major red flag. <laughs> I go back to this little cabin. First of all, it's like I'm 50 feet from this restaurant, which is, I'm learning is not so much a restaurant as a full on side of the road bar um Mm -hmm. in rural northern wisconsin um i try and be like whatever i'll just be here for a night no worries just start a fire get ready the inside of the tent was really cute (laughs) that's kind of what i'm a sucker for things that look cute (laughs) and i felt like i got catfished because uh, just because the cabin was cute did not mean that the rest of the place was safe or good. Right. Um, I get like my dinner. I had stopped at a um, apple orchard and bought some of their hard cider when I was up um, along the lake. So I was like, I'll just make the most of it. It had rained that day, so it was really hard to get a fire started. And I was uh, the nice thing that everybody on the reviews for this cabin had said was there's free firewood which Mm. is next to the bar so i had to you know keep walking up there um and i was very cognizant of people knew i was alone because there were people kind of on the back porch and they could see me they're not there's not very much distance um so i'm trying to get this fire started and i keep going back and forth and it's getting louder and louder in there. Um, this is very early, too. This is like 8 p.m. Um, wow. And at some point, it starts to get rowdy. Um, and there's this man outside and another man, and they're yelling about this guy's stepdaughter and his <laughs> wife, and they're getting divorced and all of this stuff. Um and it calms down for a minute. The guy, the one guy says, just stop doing this. Just stop. And the one that's been yelling is left outside by himself. Um, I have no LTE, but for a little bit, I had a couple cell service bars. Mm. So I called my mom and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here, but can you like try and find me a hotel nearby or something that I could like I just getting a sketchy feeling and I mean you know my mom you know that she did not that was she probably didn't get a wink of sleep that night because I couldn't really call her back after that um I lost all service and it kind of was quiet in there for a little bit and I I had seen on their website that they close at nine I'm like okay you know what it'll calm down no worries I just have to make it a little bit longer and they'll go home I had a side crisis at this point because I go in my car just to kind of charge my phone and do all that and I'm hearing um like thumping against my uh like air vent 
And I open my hood, which there's again, you know, like a vulnerable connotation. (laughs) And um, there's a mouse (laughs) staring back at me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Under the hood. And um, (laughs) I have no idea what to do. (laughs) I, I just kind of try and start my car and drive it around a little bit, hopefully hoping it like leaves and doesn't chew anything up, whatever. Um, but again, there's nothing I can do. There's no, if, right. at that point I was weighing my options of, do I leave and try and find a random hotel? And then you're by all of these very drunk people, like yelling, all of these people that are this drunk to be the, are all driving home. And there's, I'm in wolf country. There's all of these yeah. things. Like at this point I need, like the safest place is just staying here mm-hmm. um this tent thing doesn't have a lock or anything like that i i finished up outside um and go back inside and i'm just like just gonna relax in here for a little bit and the fighting keeps going Jeez. <laughs> they are starting to yell um and trying to kick this guy out um and he refuses to leave the i'm wife or partner or girlfriend whatever of the owner kept talking about rob was um trying to get him to go and he would not go and um she told everybody she's like well if he won't go everybody else go at this point I have no t- I have no clue what time it is. It, past nine, at least probably eleven yeah. midnight. Um, the rest of the people go, and there's a couple people that are hanging back and they're waiting for Rob to get here. And she's like, "No worry, Rob is on his way. Rob's on his way." <laughs> and Rob finally gets there and kicks this guy out. Um, but this guy is like fighting and screaming and yelling about it the whole time and i i know that they everybody that frequents this place knows that these cabins are in the back these cabin tents right are in the Mm -hmm. back they're unlocked you don't know what people are gonna do when that they're that drunk and they can just come up and you don't know you they could just come and mess with me at any point and i think that was a point where i was really worried and it was also, I think, anxiety-inducing because I knew I had really nothing I could. So to your question on <laughs> have I thought about it, the answer is yes. <laughs> but also, I am not of a mindset. Um, I don't know. I think before I go on another trip, maybe I'll think about it more. But I think right now, I haven't done anything like that. And I think for me, I don't let the fear of what could happen stop me from doing these things that are so important to me and my mental health and my identity. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am, I I think a big part of it is awareness and awareness of your surroundings. And, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing that I had to leave the next morning and that was a sunk cost of that place. I had another night there. I said, I'm going to leave. And I went to a bougie Airbnb after that. (laughs) And I mean, I ended up getting that money back because I emailed about what the situation was. Um, That's good. But it's in the kind of that moment where I don't know. That awareness, yeah, you, I'd say. Yeah, just I'm assuming you're probably up all night worried of what somebody else is gonna 
drunkenly stumble back there or see what's going on or like you said everybody knows that you're uh you're by yourself and yeah nobody else is back there yeah exactly yeah that's that sounds truly terrifying but i mean i'm glad you you got out of it um i'm glad everything ended up going okay yeah yeah part. it's definitely one of those you never know and what could mm-hmm. have happened yeah yeah and it's not to say that like like obviously this trip these trips are very important to you and i think it's really cool that you go and do them but um not to say you shouldn't stop doing them it's just um (laughs) what would worry me is not your inability to handle the situation handle the the trip it's it's other people's inability it's just like when any kid gets their their driver's license the first thing their parents said it's not you i'm worried about it's the other drivers it's just the same thing it's it's not it wouldn't be you that i would be worried about it would be the other people out there if somebody knows you're alone or somebody knows you're vulnerable that it's that's when it's gonna get dangerous um yeah. As, as, yeah. As much as I, I want to believe the best in people, the uh, the worst tends to come out in moments like that. Well, I do think it's something where it's a level of acceptable risk, and mm-hmm. for me and the value I get, it is worth that risk. Um, right. And I think you know, just collectively, we're all de- we're all forced to kind of look at what our acceptable risks are individually and societally. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm- Glad it it ended well. Um, did you end up doing anything after the Airbnb, or did you just say I'm done and go home? <laughs> I did. Yeah, the next morning I got out of there. I waited till I got service. I um, made sure I called my family and let them know uh, I got out. My mom mm-hmm. had a, a hotel recommendation, and mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll do that one. Um, but I went to a fire tower in the National Forest that I was looking at, and um, that's usually something that's like a, a bit of a scary thing for me to go up there. I always get freaked out, um, but I went up there, I came back down, mm-hmm. I uh, went to this tiny little town with um, a bed and breakfast, which I had never actually been to a full breakfast, bed and breakfast. Yeah. This man made a five course breakfast the next morning with like it was it was really bougie and i'm glad (laughs) i did it there was a cute little plant store that um really fit in um and kind of helped balance you know that's what i like to do when i travel that mix of what's going on in towns and the cities and culture Mm -hmm. and outdoorsy stuff i don't you know like, like a fair balance yeah, so it was a really good way to kind of balance out the trip and um, came back came back home after that with, with some more plants that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds really fun. I'm, I mean, if uh, when we go on trips, I'm more about the uh, in-town thing. We've yeah. done, I've gone on a, a couple um, outdoor excursions. I never stay. It's more of a, I like, I like nature. Um, I like visiting nature. I like being in nature, uh, but I like sleeping in a bed. Yeah. So that's what I prefer. I mean, <laughs> you should check thing. out some of these places then because both of them, they were permanent canvas tents, mm-hmm. but they had like dressers and beds, you know, that you can have okay. in there. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of, I, I, I splurged on that this time just because it was October. So it was already getting kind of Cold. chilly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, that, that's, uh, that's great. I mean, it, it's, it's cool to hear, like I said, it's cool to hear that you go out by yourself and you, you do these things and you unplug and unwind and just enjoy nature. 
um, yeah, I, I wish I could, I could find the time to do it. Yeah, I think it definitely, you know, when I can make time to do the journal prompts and do all of that, it's good. And I think there, but I also think there's a lot of this um, conversation around what kinds of nature can be healing. And Mm -hmm. for me, yeah, I am very privileged to be able to do things like that. But there's also a lot of nature and nearby nature and parks that are all able to give you a lot of healing as well. And I think Mm -hmm. um, even that kind of basic part of relying on yourself and doing, you know, for me, it really fosters a sense of self efficacy and confidence and know and knowing that I can adapt to certain situations and just take care of myself. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's uh that is a it probably brings a bit of uh definitely self confidence to know that you can you can still do this thing. You know, it's you, you aren't too uh heavily reliant on on I guess technology to be able to Yeah. still make it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, whenever I get service, I use it. Um, right. <laughs> but also mostly because um, I am a procrastinator and I don't really plan out what I'm going to do in an area. One, because I like just doing what I feel like doing that day. Um, mm-hmm. And two, because I just don't always plan it. So I need to get some cell service to figure out what my options are. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, before we move on, is there anything you would like to like recommend to anybody if they're going to go on a trip like this? Um, yes, it would be pay for I, I don't know how much it is, but the all trails upgrade so that when you are in those remote areas on the trail, you get you can download the maps um, and have them offline. Um, okay. And also you know, having directions, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, <Yes. laughs> um, but I also think it's kind of just not over programming yourself and just, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to have every day planned from what you're going to eat to breakfast to what time you're going to go to bed. You know, I think a right. lot of that fun comes in, you don't know what the day is going to bring. And sometimes that that's a negative too. But even in those things, I think you learn a lot about who you are and how you navigate. It's it's a good tool for reflection. Good. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's good advice. I would, if I ever go on a trip like this, I'll remember that. But I don't think my <laughs> wife would be too happy if I left her home. Yeah. You know what? I think that needs to be normalized more. If I ever settle down, like I'm, I'm still going to do these things alone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a good thing. It's definitely fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Hope you find a way to take uh, the best precautions possible. Um, that's just my uh, my brain. I'm <laughs> always prepared for the worst. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you for for telling that. I mean, it's it's really cool. Like I said, it's really neat to hear that you're out there and you're doing this on your own and you're you're trying. You know, you're 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 going out there and you're just experiencing it. And I do like the. Uh, the point that you made of not planning everything down to a T because then it, it kind of takes the, uh, the point out of it. Yeah. Or if you, if you go out there and you just, you just experience it in the moment and then you make those decisions while you're there. I, that's my kind of personal thing too, as well. Yeah. 
Well, um, we're going to go over to a segment um, called Asked and Answered, unless you have any other anything else you want to you want to mention about it. No, no, I'm good. Okay, cool. Um, I have three questions to ask you. Um, easy, medium and hard questions um, is if there's anything you don't feel like answering, um, don't be afraid to say so. Okay. Uh, your first question. Uh, what is the best gift you've ever been given? Okay. Um, you know, I heard you ask this on another episode mm-hmm. and thought you definitely weren't going to repeat the question. So I didn't need to think too hard <laughs> about it. Um, and I am going to say a cast iron skillet okay. because the cast iron skillet has survived, um, survived different apartments different relationships all of that Mm -hmm. and it's still bringing me value and what is it under 30 bucks you know yeah yeah i mean that's great i mean it's good it's definitely useful yeah everybody needs a cast iron skillet (laughs) um your second question what is your perfect day okay my perfect day um First of all, there's no alarm. I am waking up <laughs> when I feel like it, which mm-hmm. as of late would probably be about nine. Um, I would have a double espresso, oat milk latte, and preferably some type of pastry. Um, I would be doing something outside and also something pampering to round it out. Mm-hmm. Um I would be having very good food in between. And I think um, in general, I would just not be rushed. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm always rushed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty, pretty good day to me. Yeah. Um, for your last question. Okay. If you can meet anyone uh, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, no. <laughs> um. Oh, no. I Right now, I would say Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. Just because... She's killing it. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not not trying to be a congresswoman. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not out of the... Out of the uh, I think it'd be really cool. Um, and also just because she's top of mind, I would say Selena because, (sighs) you know, I think we'd have, I'd hope we'd have, um, some less cultural divides if she were still with us. Yeah. Um, um, that would be my wife's answer. I feel like for sure. (laughs) She, she absolutely loves Selena. Um, two very good people. I, I mean, much better than mine. Um, but who are yours? Uh, I would want to meet John Hamm. Okay. Um, that's pretty much the only person I can think of at the moment. Uh, I don't know why. Um, because, I mean, I, I know why. I love him as an actor. He seems like a very cool person. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't care to meet anybody uh, that has to do with politics. I mean, I, I like AOC a lot. Uh, I would be really cool to meet her. But um other than that um not really interested in all them uh i'm not one for history so i don't really care about anybody who is dead at the top of my head um and as far as my people that i would want to meet that was famous it would probably just be john ham because everybody else i'd be too afraid uh would not be what i expected yeah yeah 
don't meet your heroes. Yeah, don't meet your heroes, but you know. Yep. So it's pretty much just John Ham. I don't I'm not entirely <laughs> too sure uh what it would be like or how the conversation would even go because I feel like we probably have nothing in common, but it would probably just be me saying, Hey, I like your work, and you'd say, Thank you. And I'd say, Okay, have a great day. But um but yeah, that would be about it. <laughs> um but hey, thank you for answering those questions. That was that was really cool. Um great answers all around. Um before we go, uh, would you like to plug anything, your your side hustle, as you put it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you for having me and chatting with me. Um, you can find my business at loopandlane.co on Instagram and Facebook. And the website is also lupin, L-U-P-I-N-E, lane.co. CEO. Awesome. Yeah. Um, anybody out there, trust me, just <laughs> do it. Uh, my house smells amazing all the time now. And uh, I have a lot of animals, so it definitely helps. Um, if if anybody out there wants to be on the podcast and are interested in sharing a story, go ahead and reach out to me at uh, everybody.is.a.somebody on Instagram. Uh, I would love to hear your story. I'm very interested in hearing everybody's story. Um, I always have time, but until then, I think we're going to end this episode. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for coming on and telling us your story. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. We'll see everybody later. <laughs>